Monday Night Raw podcast in the shadows. Blake doing the damn thing. WWA. Long Island, New York. The crowd was eh. I ain't even going front. It was uh, it was not the greatest of crowds last night. And I don't think I got to see the main event brawl between uh, Team NXT and I guess Team Raw this time around. So uh, we'll maybe see that later or see some highlights from it. I did get to see uh, Ricochet hit that giant corkscrew, which we'll just call out right now. Look, man. <laughs> You want to see Charlotte pull these things off just because we know she can't. But it's awesome to know that Ricochet can't. And it's like, man, when Charlotte does pull that back out now, it's going to be awesome. Also, shouts to Charlotte definitely working on that moonsault. I was paying attention to it last night. And I said it. I would save it for the match, but we're trying to breeze through the podcast uh, this week. Either way, she was definitely surprised to be as horizontal as she was once she was on the way down. So she tried to stop, you know, like it's like she stiffened up in a way just to get the, you know, keep with the gravity and then hit the ground. But all some, that is a great, that's great progress. So we're, we're moving forward and I really appreciate, you know, Charlotte putting in the effort to, you know, try to go harder because you got, so you got, you got some superstars that are, you know, hitting it seamlessly and flawlessly, but knowing that Charlotte is potentially slotted for one of the greatest slots, you know, in coming years, yeah, we want to make sure that there's no no uh, loose threads and such like that. So, woo! Shouts to you, Winky. Keep it going. I, I appreciate it wholeheartedly. Um, with that, open up uh, the show. Great Pyro, of course, and we had the new WWE champion, the defending and reigning, undisputed, the Velasquez vanquishing uh, world heavyweight champion of the world, the LOL, Brock Lesnar, uh, flanked with Paul Heyman, came on down to the ring, Paulie kicked awesome promo, you know, talked a whole bunch about Ray, Paulie being uh, somewhat bilingual, I'm not even going to say somewhat. You know, he's definitely talking in Spanish, and it was it was great, you know, a promo that only Paulie could do. And sometimes they might, you know, I wouldn't say get stale, but the crowd, uh, and the, the internet wrestling community gets a little like, oh, all right, well, whatever. But we got to see Brock talking, too, when he was backstage kicking a whole bunch of ass. That was great stuff. And... Uh, I believe after the women's match, yes, the Kabuki Warriors took on Charlotte and Natty. Uh, what is it? I actually heard a really good name for them. What was the team? Who's your daddy? You know, because of the second generation lineage of Charlotte and Natty. And I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed the match. They went at it. Um, I was thinking, oh, maybe we'll get to see the green mist. But, you know, Natty's coming off of a strong victory in Saudi Arabia. And, um... Charlotte, I don't think, needs the green mist unless we're literally going a direction with the rivalry or feud. But, no, I'm I'm all right with them having just a quick tag match, top level. You know, they're try- I think it makes Charlotte and Natty look good. I, I might be a little, you know, just fogged with my recollection of this. But I'm thinking, like, we saw Natty and Charlotte in ring last week. But, you know, just having them pick up some strong wins here is all right. 
had the video package of Natty and uh, Natty and Lacey in Saudi Arabia, and you know all of the highlights and all of the uh, the women of you know Saudi descent uh, were really you know you could see the inspiration, you could hear it. It was very very heartfelt, you know, warming, and um, it was history. You know, her historical. I thought it was um, well done, well put together, and. Um, it was a it was a great feel good moment for the WWE universe, and I mean I've been saying it. Uh, uh, congratulations to WWE and the you know the Saudi, uh, what is it the entertainment SGEA those guys. Shouts to uh, them for expanding on the deal. I hope that uh, you know progressing uh, progressive 2030 or however it goes. I hope that all works out and you know the the country as a whole the great kingdom is able to make you know more leaps and bounds in the right direction you know but it's not a it's it might not be the most popular opinion but at the end of the day clearly it's what's best for business things are, uh, seem to be getting a little little tense i was getting nervous with my wwe superstars and such like that and you know discounting a whole gang of emotions and opinions about what really went on out there in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I'm just very proud to say that I started my journey doing this podcast thing when it comes to WWE right around Crown Jewel, well, the Crown Jewel event. So it always holds a special place for me. And I'm glad to know that, you know, the people out in Saudi Arabia did enjoy the show live and however they were able to see it across the great kingdom so the video package goes off and we have charlotte with the face like you know i could go out there and do that and um this is why i'm not really against you know uh vince's blonde bombshells getting in there and picking up a quick victory because you never know where this could go i mean it could just die off or we could see Charlotte pull a Charlotte or a Lacey, you know, because it seems that Charlotte doesn't play well with other blondes, but I don't know. I'm the best blonde. Woo! No, I'm the best blonde. I said I'm the best blonde. Woo! Let me stop. I'm, I'm just joking around. Either way, it was good stuff. Uh, match ends. We get Brock Lesnar coming out to the announce table with Paulie looking for Ray still. And, um, yeah, what, what, what? <laughs> What happens? I think, oh, he's about to start beat, uh, beating up on the king. Excuse me, beating up on the king. And we get Dio jumping up, defending the king's honor. And, you know, it was definitely one of the more respected gestures of the night. You know, I, um, I'm, I'm, everyone is still warming up to Dio Madden. I think that he's, you know, he's doing the, I say this, they're all getting really warm to each other. They're all gelling. And I, I, I enjoy that. I think that it's uh, it's about as good as it's going to get for now as it continues to get better, you know. So there's no cap on it, but it was cool to, uh, you know, have commentary highlighted a little bit, you know, with just that situation. So Dio tried to step up to the beast, caught an F5 through the table, and I don't even think I seen him anymore that night. He could have came out for the main event, but I don't know. Either way, it was um, definitely a, a cool moment, a little, a, little, a little entertaining happening. Shouts to Dio. Good looks for taking that F5 because you didn't have to. 
I mean, well, however it was scripted, it wasn't going to be Big Joe or King, I'll tell you that. So, it was nice. It was real cool. Um, yeah, so, good, good opening segments. Buddy Murphy took on, uh, was it Cedric Alexander next? Man, these guys are like a modern-day rockin' Triple H. I almost uh, shouldn't even call it like that because, uh, you know, we've seen so many rivalries. But just for me personally, I'm looking at these guys have their rivalry from, you know, 205 Live, have their matches, what, at, like, WrestleMania and Super Showdown and such like that. Like, they've, they've both been, they excuse me, they've both been on, you know, somewhat of an upward, upward trajectory for some months now. The fans are still talking about both of them every so often they come up. Even if it's like, you know, good stuff or bad stuff, the main thing I'm hearing is, oh, these guys are the next superstars. And remember, they were supposed to be getting their opportunities. Remember, they were supposed to be getting their pushes and stuff like that. I think this could be the potential start. It was only what, about a five, six minute match, but it was still a match that took place between them. They got some TV time. Maybe, hopefully, uh, they'll... Uh, I, I don't want to say continue to work together because I've seen them a number of times, you know what I'm saying, in the ring. But if, uh, you know, if it's written like that, then fine. But I don't, I, I just don't want to hear the complaints from the WWE universe, you know, regarding how many times they've seen these guys go at it. Yo, what is this? Pardon me. Nasties. Take it to Pardon me. Now, um... It was definitely uh, it was a cool match. They told a good story. Uh, I think Cedric Alexander tried to get the crowd into it, and that was a bit much because then Buddy Murphy was able to get the uh, upper hand and hit Murphy's law. So picked up the victory. Not bad stuff. I'm just going to call it. I'm not a huge fan of the song change. Maybe he wanted the song change. I don't really know how that stuff works. So there's a lane, and I'll play it. But... You know, with the small opinions that I, you know, have regarding it. It's like, oh, man. But we're probably going to have to sit with that track for the foreseeable future only because, you know, it just got changed. So whatever. We'll deal with it. I mean, he his old one was so much cooler, you know, but it did bear some resemblance to Alexa Bliss's theme song. So, uh, you know, I mean, maybe they didn't want to have too much of like the same uh, feel of music or whatever, so have you? So I, I understand. I'm not mad. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad. It's just like, oh man, you know. So whatever. Buddy Murphy picked up the victory. I think Buddy is great. We all know that he's he's super athletic. He totally has the look. He may not be very tall. I guess I think that's what it is. But um, you know, the as the time continues to shift and change. Well, you know, we, we're going into a Rey Mysterio and, and Brock Lesnar championship matchup what, for Survivor Series. So, you know, it's not like WWE hasn't highlighted smaller superstars before. They're about to do it again with Rey versus Brock. I personally think even though it would be awesome to see Rey pick up that championship, just off the fact that we're seeing Brock sell the way he's selling for Rey right now. What is that, like two weeks in a row where Brock was, well, I mean, not in a row, but Brock was... Well, you know, he was he was the one, you know, taking the L a little bit. You know, he took the L at uh, Crown Jewel to Ray, and then he took the L. So that's two back in the back to the, two. Excuse me, two back to back in a row. What consecutively would be the word? Uh, you know, two Ray in general, and it's like, well, geez, like he's got all forms of offense on others, but as far as Ray goes, right now, if it's seven numbers, Ray might have two of them. Now, how are we doing this? Because the beast could uh, we we know how this usually goes man i i hope that 
hope the Brock, I hope the Ray is okay. You know, I think that that was like the overlying sentiment with everyone. You know, we don't want to see Ray get hurt in there, and that yeah, that's what Brock Lesnar does, being the combat sports god that he is, and and I definitely say that with confidence. Um, now, uh, pardon me. We had Buddy Murphy go out of his set. Buddy picked up that victory. Uh, smaller guy, yes. Yeah. So uh, next up, I believe we had uh, Seth Rollins coming out. And I'm I'm I, I'm sympathetic towards Seth. Maybe Colby. You know, like I want to see him, you know, be on top of the mountain. I've enjoyed, you know, his runs. But wait, let's say this. The one the one reason why I know I've actually enjoyed it is because the one thing I have not thought about when it's pertained to Seth freaking Rollins. The architect is a heel turn. We got shades of that last night with Seth on the microphone. Now, some, uh, oh, he doesn't care. Oh, you're burying yourself. Look, the fact that the crowd cheered and then Seth said, I don't care what you think. It told me, look, like if you feel that that heel character coming about, I'm... I'm a little excited for it now, but because it's like, yo, man, when when Seth get that fire lit, man, like, look, I enjoy ice cream, but I am not fickle. I will pay attention to how superstars are scripted and slotted, and I will try to just go with that flow. I have no control over who gets pushed, who gets booked, who gets TV time. But since Seth is on the TV every week and he's being received right now in the same way that Roman was being received, but some of it was self-imposed. I think this is just a great opportunity for Seth to do the slow burn heel turn. I think it'd be enjoyable. I think it'd be highly entertaining once he did get there. And, I mean, look, Seth freaking Rollins, man. We've seen what he's capable of. And as crazy as we know he's capable of that much more. So, you know, all in time, uh, not caring about what the fans think and feel, that's, um, that's the thing. Like, I, I want Seth to do well. I want Seth to, you know, continue to be the king, sir. Continue to be the beast, sir. Pardon me. These nasties on the road. Anyway, um, I believe that... Uh, you know, Seth is Seth is on the on the way. It was a gauge last night to see how the crowd was actually going to respond to him. The people out in Long Island, New York, fairly smart city. They they might be wanting to see a hill turn and might not know it. I mean, we've been hearing rumblings of it for weeks now. I've completely ignored it only because it's like, eh, you know, we'll we'll just see how things go. But now. Seeing that WWE has, uh, you know, decided to somewhat gauge the crowd, in my opinion, and we got that sort of response. It's like, you know, 
We may not need to give it to them ASAP, Mr. McMahon, and all of the rest of the book and staff and committee and crew and such like that. But I think that we could be on the song. So could have been the first seeds planted to a hill turn. Let's see how it goes. Will Seth catch booze or will he get super cheered? I I think he's I think it's a little bit of that Bailey feel with this. Like I don't know. But all in all, out comes the game. But no no, it wasn't just the game. It was Papa H. That's right. NXT feel NXT energy around all night long. It wasn't gonna be the same episode of SmackDown. Which is why I didn't have my expectations super high for like what was gonna happen because it was a bunch of surprises. Last week, you know, it's like we know that the shots have been fired. So don't expect to be surprised if you hear another shot. You know, like, come on, folks. Let's not act entitled. But anyway, and and yeah, anyway, shouts to Paulie for his promo. But, um, you know, Triple H came out, you know, Seth, you know, acting lost and don't know what's next for him in his career, doesn't care about the people and H came out and said, you know, every single time you get to these sorts of crossroads or you get to this part of yourself, our path seems to cross. And, you know, what's up? And I'm not going front. That is, that's, it's been an excellent, you know, subplot of having Triple H, you know, come out and, you know, be there for Seth, you know, like, okay, you may not know what motivates you, or you might not care to get there, but I know exactly how to get you there, and that is exactly what we're going to do, and boy, oh boy, H, do you want me to punch a hole through the television? How else am I going to watch the product? You, I can't be getting all, all riled up, you know, you, you, you know, because you got you, three-time popper. And, and a million time popper, like with all these, with all this slew of talent you got over there. But man, I can't be reacting too much. I can't get too hype. I, I don't even know. Uh, I'm, I might just spontaneously just, just explode, you know, with, with just all of the, you know, I don't want to call. It, I don't even know what to call it, you know, with all that energy, you know. But anyway, um, I thought coming into that segment, Triple H was gonna recruit Seth try to come on over to NXT and, um, you know, join up because why not? And look how all of these people are treating you here. You've done everything you could possibly do, Seth. Now, I'm not trying to talk them into going to NXT or nothing like that, but I mean, come on, that, come on. If we need some eyes on the product outside of storyline, that could be a thing. I would I wouldn't want Finn's parade getting ranked on right now. It would also kind of throw a twist in the heel turn dynamic thing that WWE likes to do. So it's like it's still a lot of, you know, a lot of loose ends that could be tied up. Or I also say, you know, the higher up that ladder you go in WWE, you, you know, you get to the flagship like we'll have the a show and then we'll have the flagship is that fair i think that's fair i think that's fair so raw obviously is the flagship show you don't you think ww you think monday night raw you get up there you're dealing with a lot of the different politics it's not going to be just as easy for your champion to go and beat up 
the 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 well-known former champion. You know what I'm saying, or whatever. Like champ is, I mean, Seth is still a champ in my book. No questions asked. You know, like and and AJ clearly has a championship, so it's all right. But um, I, I I you know I'm not I'm not opposed to Seth going down and going over to NXT at this point. I just think that it would be a lot of things that would need to take place for that to happen. But we'll see how we continue building two Survivor Series. Seth could be a huge hero. He could even tease, all right, maybe I will go over there. You know what I mean? Like, with all of the, the you know, fight that broke out and such like that, just a quick brawl with the NXT superstars, with the Undisputed Era and the OC and uh, Dynavan Dijak and such like that. Like, it was... um. With Seth just standing there in the middle of the ring, not really knowing how to do things, with being torn like that, don't really know how to feel. It's like, man, that's that's good character development, in my opinion. Some people may feel differently about it, but I think it's totally uh, good stuff because you don't know where, where Seth Rollins lands next, you know? Do we get the architect? Do we get the half-blonde hair back? I don't know. Maybe he needs the half-blonde hair back. You know, I, I can understand that some people want, like, actual components in their lives before they start making certain moves. You know, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it happens, but I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, I see I sat and took a lot of extra time on my man Seth because I, I really respect the architect wholeheartedly. You know what I mean? Regardless of a championship on his shoulder, you know, one thing I can sense constantly is his passion. Even if he makes, you know, silly, miss, silly, silly decisions online sometimes when it comes to like dealing with the masses of people with social media, you know, I even heard um, <clears throat> uh, as far as WWE tenure goes, the late Eric Bischoff, you know, uh, speak on just the digital diarrhea that social media does bring about sometimes. And, you know, you as a company man, you, you, you're you willing to take it on, but you don't want to invite it. And I think that's the only word of advice I would be able to pass to Seth if I haven't already tried to say something close to that in uh, the past weeks. But either way, uh, man, you know, Seth could, there's so many directions he could go. And I think I'm going to be supporting the Kingslayer backslash B-Slayer either way. We'll see. We'll see. My opinion is always subject to change, but I don't think so with this one. I actually like Seth a lot, so we'll see. Please don't go hard, WWE. Let him be him, not based on someone else. And let him get back. Let the crowd embrace him back. I, that's, that's, that's what I have to offer. With that, great segment. H. good looking, man. Thank you. Good shit. And um, yeah, let's move on into the next one. Mixed tag action with... Andrade and Zelina Vega, who I'm always just starstruck to see. I'm just happy to see them get out there and do their thing, um, you know. And um, we had Sin Cara and Catalina. And I'm not even going to try to go into what her name is pronounced like and what it's spelled as because, no, I'm not doing it. Good stuff. Good match. We saw, what was it, the moonsault into the little tornado-type satellite DDT? That's... That's awesome. Very, very good stuff. I can appreciate uh, good stuff. Zelina, 
top five move of the night. I would almost just go as far as to say top three of the evening because it was just awesome. You know, just awesome to see Ricochet pull off that corkscrew the way he did. WWE doesn't get, well, us in the WWE universe don't get to see all of that awesomeness on live television too much. So good stuff. But Zelina getting in there and showing off and we don't get to see it in there doing a thing like that. Man, come on. Like, come on. You can't say you're not impressed. Lord Diminishing Returns. We never get to see her get it popping. So we get to see her get in there and do a thing. It's just awesome. So good stuff from her. Great stuff from Andrade picking up the victory. And, um, yeah, I mean, Sin Cara did his thing. His his helper, practice makes perfect. You know what I mean? Now, as far as getting over with the crowd, I I don't, I'm not, I'm not for or against it. I like Sin Cara, so if he likes her and backstage wants to keep on pushing her or having her out there on TV, with the TV time, then, you know, fine. And in the meantime, I mean, you know what? I think it's just for good wrestling, you know, good good in-ring competition. I think that's what it's about. So if that, that should be the focus moving forward, and maybe we'll get into some storyline. But Andrade picks up another victory over Cena Cara, and, uh, well, with Zelina Vega's help, of course. And, yeah, it was, a, it was a good match for what it was worth. So let's move on into the next one, please. Seth backstage with Triple H. I wasn't a fan of that promo. I mean, it was just too... Like, okay, the mission was accomplished. The It was like what needed to happen, happened. You know what I mean? With just light and flame and such like that. Like, I can appreciate all of that good stuff. You know, it's just, uh, you know, it... it it wasn't as if it didn't feel super duper natural, you know what I mean? And that's fine because there's always time for it. And at the end of the day, it doesn't, it didn't soil or mess up any of my emotions from the segment earlier. Like I'm still very, very interested to see what direction Seth is going to go in, whether it be a hill turn, whether he goes to NXT. Uh, remember when Austin went to WCW with the invasion angle that I think we're on some of those same paths, but I, that, that ship might have sailed only because we've got Finn right now being just at the super top of the ladder. And to we don't want to rain on any parades, you know. We want to keep all of the momentum where it's at, segmented and individualized. In my opinion, only because when we do finally begin to combine it all, you know, and put it all together, so everyone recognizes, no, this is not the alternative. This is the mainstream. This is the product that everybody wants to copy. Everyone's talking about this product, and the only reason why they're talking about other products is because. It's been this product for so long. So, hey, you know, you get tired of drinking coffee, you might go and drink tea. It's not as strong. But anyway, um, yeah, so we had Seth backstage, talked about having the fire lit. He's, he's hype. Daniel Bryan couldn't get the job done last week on Friday Night SmackDown. So now he wants to take on Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT Championship in the main event of Monday Night Raw in Long Island, LOL, tonight. So, that was exactly what H gave him, you know? I think H is doing a great job with getting eyes on the NXT product or at least building intrigue in the product because that's that was what mattered to me the most by the end of that exact moment, that segment in itself. I said, yeah, that's, 
that's what the main point is here. Not how I think I feel about, oh, you got me riled up now. Oh, I want to fight. Like, nah, man, because at the end of the day, that was still, like, if we're giving it a score from 1 to 10, I'm giving it a 7. Maybe a 7.1. Maybe even go up to a 7.7. You know, because, you know, H was, it's not often we get to see H in a happy mood. Or it's seemingly, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you know, like, H always comes through and gets, you gets that fire boiling, you know what I mean? Inside. How did Vic Joe call that last night on commentary? But anyway, um... Yeah, we had some good stuff with that. Then we had, oh man, we get into this, this Rusev, Day, Bobby Lashley, Lana, sex, angle, goodness. I'm not even gonna. I'm 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 gonna stay on this as briefly as possible, guys. It's. So cringy, it's hilarious. The video package is great because of just that silly, silly soap opera feel that it brings. And I appreciate it because it does make me chuckle at times. It's, you know, it's like, this is so dumb. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's funny. So, um... Yeah, Bobby Lashley apparently can't compete because he hurt his groin or something like that. So, uh, and in Bobby Lashley's place, one of his old running mates from what, sometime, what, earlier this year, sometime last year, uh, he had Drew McIntyre uh, come on in and uh, get his. It go in for the match with Ruru. They had a cool match. Bobby had his crutches with him and Lana. So eventually, I think Ruru began to get the upper hand a little too much. Bobby Lashley decided to jump in, hit him with the crutch. His groin was miraculously healed. I think that uh, I think that Lana helped. You know, so like if Gravy was on commentary, it would have definitely been miraculous. You know, so shouts to the healing power of a woman at times, even if she does play that Jezebel role. But Lana actually plays it well because she's, who is her name, CJ, CS or something like that? Hey, what happened to that Russian accent? I thought Lana was Russian. I mean, I know she has like the cinch in there or whatever, some, some kind of Russian descent. But no, 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 we ain't hear that Russian accent. So she was faking the whole time. So she was never really Russian. So you telling me that Lana was just doing that for Rusev? But you know what really don't make sense about this angle? How is she complaining about all he wanted to do was sex, but then she pulling Bobby Lashley groin? You know, it's so funny. I'm going to move on into the next one. Yo, all right, hands down now. I need to go and watch the rest of Raw and the parts that I missed because they're, or find one of the highlights on WWE social media platforms because apparently Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch had a sit down face to face. Now we saw Becky getting mic'd up backstage, but I didn't know what that was for. Apparently the man and the queen of spades had a one-on-one -on -one after Bailey got beat up. Bailey cannot be taken else like this, bro. I mean, I don't control the product. I don't book the product, 
But yo, man, one of those Survivor Series invasion angles, The Rock totally got the pin and saved the WWE. That's where I see Bailey at. That's where I see Bailey. Now, I, that, that vision might never ever come to fruition for me. At least seeing, you know, Bailey on top with the win, not being like the third third chair or something like that. I I hope the best. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely want to see Shayna Baszler and Becky, you know, go at it one time backstage, one-on-one, face-to-face. The man, the queen of spades, that's exciting for me personally. I, I, I want to see how that one goes because I like Baszler. We all know that. I like Baszler. I think she's she has a, it's an energy to her that only those with the same type of energy can truly recognize, and she got it. So, <laughs> anyway... Um, nah, shouts to Shayna, and we all know right now, the man is literally at the top of the company. There's nobody that's doing better than Becky right now, in my opinion. And we want to see, you know, how these two were able to bounce off of each other, how well they were able to gel to be able to sell a product. So, we'll get to that, and I believe we had the main event last night, but let's find out. Okay, the rest of the row is a little crazy. First of all, Viking Raiders took on some East Hampton Polo Boys. I don't know what that even means, but it sounds hilarious. Good win. Good victory. I'm sure for the Viking Raiders. We had, um, oh my goodness. Jesus Christ. We had the Street Profits uh, going back. They, they think they were taking on the OC and AJ. And they had Umberto with them. And what is it? Uh, look. Let's give it one more week. Let's just give it one more week. Let the people speak on it. Let them say how they feel about it. I'm not here to talk about Umberto's English. I don't really care to talk about it. I think it's still progressing. You know what I'm saying? I think he's still coming up as a superstar. And I think maybe he's getting over with the crowd. Long Island wasn't a good gauge, in my opinion. That's really why I went to wait another week with this one. But, um, yeah, we know the Street Profits get go. Man, great height with some of the stuff that Dawkins, excuse me, that uh, Ford does. And Dawkins is very, very strong. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Who picked up that victory? Oh, part of it. All right, let's get out of this emergency vehicle's way. All right, folks. Now. Uh, anyway, what was it? Yeah, we had the OC defeat. Oh, Umberto and the Street Profits. So good on the OC, best tag team in the world. Uh, and, and our main event, apparently Seth Rollins picked up the victory via disqualification because a giant brawl ensued with, between the NXT superstars and the Raw superstars. So... That was Monday Night Raw. All in all, for what I did get to see, I thought it was a cool show. I mean, not expecting the same exact show as Friday Night SmackDown. But for the most part, it did make people aware of the NXT product. I'm not really one that's going to try to predict ratings or anything like that. But just paying attention to how things are flowing. Mm Mm-hmm. Take enough hits and he eventually gets swung back on. And I think Triple H is swinging back this week. That's my only prediction on the ratings this week. Maybe, uh, maybe NXT won't, uh, you know, dominate the ratings just yet because that's coming. Oh, that's coming. Let me let you know. There's no worry 
or fear in my heart regarding how these ratings are going to go for NXT versus the alternative entertainment wrestling company. Just saying. Just saying. So, it's going to be fine, but I'm totally excited. I think everyone is gaining from this, WWE-wise. Raw, SmackDown, shit, 205 Live, what did I say SmackDown Live? Pardon me, Friday Night SmackDown, NXT. Everyone's going to walk away from this with more people. Everyone's going to walk away with this with more fans, and everyone's going to walk away with it from this with more respect. That's how I feel about it. My opinion is just my opinion. It might not reflect those of the rest of the internet wrestling community, but... I don't really care. I don't think they can handle all of my controversial comments anyway. It's just going to piss everybody off, and everybody's going to want to start calling names. But shout out to everybody that brings you the podcast each and every week. Yo, man, good shot, good, good, good shit, H. A great way for trying to, you know, make it make it interesting, WWE style, Mr. McMahon. You know, I think it was, I think it all went well, and um, it's all about progress. So that, that's what we're making, and... I'm excited to see NXT on Wednesday. I think when we really start building toward a takeover, I'll really, really, really begin to delve into, you know, my ideas on the NXT product as a whole. Because that's right. Indeed, everyone is talking about NXT. And I'm not about to just talk about NXT in the same fashion that everyone's talking about NXT if I am to be talking about NXT. Because I'm not against it. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to burn myself out or make this shit boring for anyone else. So, with all of that, I will catch you guys later on this week for Friday Night Smackdown. Survivor Series, two weeks out, November 27th, WWE Network. Get your subscription right the goddamn now. What are you waiting for? Just just, just, just get into it. Just, just, just do it. It's plenty of content. You'll enjoy it. My, I'll let y'all later, man. Peace.